on this episode, Caleb goes to get his frozen pizza, but Logan's doing the intro. We have a segment with some Chad from Texas talking about Texas things I've been told. We also circle back to our talk on King's Island. Uh, I think Coaster Bro's talking about... He, he had, his topic was going to theme parks alone. Going to theme parks alone? And Mitch and I come up with a couple on-the-spot topics. You're listening to the Coaster Cubbies. Woo! <laughs> one day at a time where we're eight, we're ostracizing one segment of the coaster community at a time per episode i love it that's a great way to approach the show that's meant to be like highlighting and spotlighting everybody <laughs> in the community you know what i feel like that's a toronto attitude in me it's like you know what i say i'm like open and great everything like that but i still don't want like anti-abortion people fucking racist ass shit people you know i don't want i i want everyone else but that but also it's that's also a bit of confirmation bias because that means i surround myself with people who can agree with myself but you know what i i i think that's a good thing that's that's a lot of psychology words right off the bat oh the pizza is here what kind of pizza oh. we got Bro, we've already introed the show and we're rolling we've already started we're already done we're already done the show I kind of thought you guys would just start without me and then just like not tell me. And then it's like, no, we're, we're doing the show now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell the, the listeners what kind of pizza you got here. I got a Mama Cozy's, which in cursive looks a lot like Mama Cuzzy's. Um, I believe this is an Aldi brand. And your boy just oh, went that straight pepperoni. Good. I'm going to house an entire frozen pizza during this podcast. <laughs> Because it's been a long day. I love that so much. Compared to DiGiorno, mm-hmm. what, have you had this brand before? And if you haven't, I do want your com- comparison of DiGiorno after you take your first bite. But if you have had it, what is, what is your comparison of the two? I have had it. I'm not going to take a bite yet because it will burn my face off. Yeah. Um, but that's how El President does it. Yeah, that's true. Um, now, DiGiorno is better. But this does do a knockoff DiGiorno. There's a thick crust that the packaging looks just like DiGiorno. Like it's obviously going for the DiGiorno crowd. But when you're at Aldi's, you're going for the knockoff brand that's like a ton cheaper. So like bang for the buck here. It's a good pie. Mama Cozy's from Aldi. Okay. I like, and I'm not sure if the part before we started the show will make it on the show. But if it doesn't, we had a whole discussion before uh, the the intro where we didn't know what Aldi was. Well, I didn't know what Aldi was. And then we were educating Costa Bro on the fact that in most Canadian grocery stores, you have to bag your own groceries. Actually, most of the time you do, which is not an American thing, evidently. Yeah. I'm going to do a neat little editing transition here where it's going to go like, back in time. And then here's our little conversation there. So check that out. But yeah, 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 Caleb, at every grocery store. Is Co-op the only one, Logan, that they bag your groceries for you? So the oh. Safeway over here in Lawson Heights in uh, Saskatoon, sometimes they'll bag it. They normally default to, but generally I tell them, like, I got it. Just speed things up. Oh, yeah. No, not the Safeways in – well, there's no Safeways here, but the Safeways in Calgary don't bag them. Yeah, I think that's more just like a this store thing. I also always go when it's like dead there because I go at like 9 p.m. So, yeah. Um, in America, 
they've got the plastic sacks and they'll sack them for you. Yeah. And like, it's kind of weird just hopping in and help. Really? So you'll like fucking stand there and just wait for them to sack shit. I've been to American grocery stores and I hate sitting there waiting for them, especially if they're cashiering and putting in, like if they have a separate bagger, mm-hmm. it's yeah. a little different where it's like if they have a separate bagger where they are doing it, that's fine. But the cashier scanning and then putting it in is just like, oh God, it takes fucking forever. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, out west, Logan, I think co-op's the only one that I can think of. And then here in Ontario, Metro, I think, sometimes does it. Um, but no, everything else, everyone else, you bag your own groceries. It's a fucking workout. I like it. I it just it. works better because then you can do it the way you want to. It speeds things up. And then you have, like, the double aisles at the end. So then one yeah. person's begging while then they're able to send it down the other conveyor belt and then flip flop. That way you constantly have two people begging and it's just so much quicker and more efficient. But if you like, I've done this, I've had this and mostly, I think maybe cause you go at like dead times, but I have to grocery shop at like weekends basically. And the double grocery, like if I buy like a shitload of groceries and the person behind me only buys like a medium amount and like we're both, and there's a third person behind, it's just a whole, it's a whole fucking thing. It's, <laughs> I just realized I could potentially wax my mustache if I wanted to in the next, like, month. Yeah. I, I'm sick, so I got a real bad sore throat, hence the two large iced coffees. Wait, you had a sore, you have a sore throat and you got iced coffee? Yeah. Wouldn't warm drinks help like, anymore? I don't like hot. Hot liquids are not good. Oh, I agree with you, but I would say, I would think that with a sore throat... <laughs> Hot liquids might make it feel better. I don't know. I I yeah, got a little out there last night, aka I had a 10-hour shift, and I'm like, I need to just like knock out good tonight. So I had one of my bevies, and then I woke up this morning, and I looked over at my little desk. There were four packets of Mr. Noodles that were just laying there, so apparently I had four of those dry last night. And like the beef ones too, so not even good. So I don't know what the fuck happened there. And then I kind of was like concerned because I'm like, holy shit, that's a lot of salt. And I have a sore throat. But then I looked over to the other side and there are just six empty Gatorade bottles on the floor. So I'm like, look at me go, taking care of myself. Wow. You had raw Mr. Noodles? Did you put the flavor packet on it? Yeah, no, the flavor packets were in. I apparently came up with the science of, okay, so you crumple it all up in the bag. And then after that, you open the bag and you dump it in. And then you open the packet and you season the packet over top of that. But then here's where the chefing comes in. So you put like a few drops of water in there to mix it around. So the packet sticks to the dry noodles. And then I just like scooped it with my fingers and ate it. Whoa. I would never have thought to eat that raw, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know what that says about me. But uh, I'm sure you could read into that a little if you wanted to. I just randomly have motivation to edit this now that I've done school. So, you know. <laughs> Forcing so, yourself. You're so creative, Logan. <laughs> Someone go, woo, and then we'll come back into it. Woo! That's my second woo of the episode. <laughs> All right, well... Now that we are know about grocery stores, frozen pizzas, and how me and Logan don't know how to do a podcast intro, just the two of us anymore, how about we ask how everyone has been? 
How about let's let I know I think the Logan is the biggest news, so we'll end with you. So maybe uh bring it. I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say coaster bro, once you're finished your chew, how about you tell us a little bit what you've been up to, minus that uh delicious looking pizza you are eating. Well, that's not fair. I wanted to one up Logan, but I will step in and take it. Um I'm buying a house. Well, damn, okay. Oh, Sorry, Logan, I win. So, Damn, I just got crapped on. I, I think, may, I don't know if we talk. I, you mentioned this to us. So I'm not sure if the listeners know about this, but you mentioned you were looking at houses. So what made you kind of step over to buying it? Did you find something or did, were you like just really wanting to get out of the rental market as soon as possible? Pretty pumped to get out of the rental market. Um, and we found a cute little house that is close to my wife's work. That used Ooh. to be a 55 and up neighborhood that recently opened up. So we're about to be the young motherfuckers on the block. And um, hell yeah, we got a, I mean, I wouldn't say we got, I mean, we got a good deal on it for what the market is. I mean, in comparison to like people who bought houses 10 years ago, they would probably laugh at the number, but you know, I'm really excited for it. It's a good house and um, I'm excited to live in it. And um, I'm just excited to one up Logan. Wow. Damn, that is not what I was expecting at all. Um, but huge congrats. I know Hudson, your dog, his name is Hudson, right? Hudson the dog. Hudson is getting a backyard now for him to roam free. No, but it's all right. Wait, no back. Is it a condo? It is like, a, not, it's not a fenced in community. Well, it is a fenced in community, but there's no individual fenced oh. yards. It is okay. like an HOA. Gotcha. I don't have to mow, so <laughs> hell yeah. Oh, I forgot about those American communities. So everyone, so it was in an HOA. So every single person, I know Logan. It's so it doesn't that doesn't exist in Canada. So just I'm just trying to remember. I've seen house hunters, like you know, in the English show House Hunters. I've seen yeah, houses okay. like this. So there's no fences, and the HOA mows even like right up to your back deck. Right? Is that correct? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that doesn't exist in Canada, and I and I it's so weird to think about. It's not very common in the U.S. We just mm. kind of fell into it, and it was like, hell yeah, I don't have to mow. This is the house it, I want. You don't have to sh- don't have to shovel either when it snows, right? That's that's mm. pretty nice. They basically just assume that we're fifty five and up still, which is yeah. fantastic. There's like a men's coffee at ten o'clock every Tuesday, um, a woman's coffee every you know. Thursday. Coffee with Costa Bro live from the senior center coming to y'all ear holes. <laughs> that, that needs to happen. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Hell oh yeah. Wow. Well, that is exciting. All the congrats. Can't wait to get a tour of the plate. Well, once you move in and you can, yeah. well, before we record, you can, uh, you can uh, give us an interior tour of the place. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll do that for you. All right. Well, Logan, what is what's been going on with you? Yeah, I mean, you got you were the other. Yeah, what's your news, loser? I mean, I quit my job, so I thought I was gonna <laughs> win this week, but I hit the one week where you actually do something with your life. Apparently, no, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. I love you. I'm glad you bought a house. I'm glad that's working out for y'all. Um, yeah, no, my job of five years. I'm officially out of there. Come May 31st. Wow, how are you feeling? I mean, it hasn't quite really set in yet because, you know, it's still a long ways away, but the idea of counting down the days is pretty exciting. I'm not going to lie. That's that's incredible. Um, do you I'm, – I'm not sure if I even asked you about this on 
uh, even even just us talking, do you know what you're doing in the summer? Are you just going to chill in the summer then once it's done? Like just take some time or are you going to get back into something or what's kind of the initial thoughts on what uh, when May 31st comes? Uh, yes and no. So I've already reached out and have a couple things lined up. I've got some contract work to do, teaching a lot of these um, assistant lifeguard courses and whatnot. I actually just taught my first one ever last week. So I'm officially certified and able to do that by myself. So that's exciting. Nice. And then I'm also hopping on with um, one of the swim teams. I've never been a competitive swimmer whatsoever, but I've taught swimming lessons for six years. So I'm going to do a lot of their like learn to swim program stuff, essentially. And then uh, a lot of privates in the summer swimming lessons. So making some money there. Just a lot of like odd jobs for the time being, but um, going to take a good bit. Going to take a good amount of time off this summer. I think that is well deserved. What and I had another. And I I asked you a question about how it was when you gave your notice in, and was that that was a story, right? That I that I wanted to ask, oh, and you said yeah. you were going to go uh, over it on the show. Yeah. So, um, well, as a lifeguard, right, we have what are called in service days, which I'm sure a lot of like on the job practical places have. Essentially, once every season, like four months ish, we have. Um, like just a professional development training day, right? Where you go over your skills, you learn some new techniques, you help all the new people out, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I've been so sick and done with my job for so long because I'm just way up there on the experience list. Like I've been working for so long and with this whole national lifeguard shortage, there's been such a turnover. So I'm just kind of at the point where I'm not super comfortable on the pool deck anymore because I don't really trust anyone but me because they're just all super inexperienced and I'm not getting paid to whip them into shape and i'm getting a lot of extra weight on my shoulders so i'm kind of just like screw you guys i'm done i'm out of here and what i did is i scheduled my resignation letter to send to the scheduling office all the management and then our leaders who are running this day at uh, noon so i go there 8 30 we do a little training day we take a break before we go on to like situations and stuff so we're all sitting around having a snack, and then all of a sudden, people's phones just start going ding, 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 and everybody looks down their phones, and it's just Logan's resignation letter. They look up at me, they look down their phone, do that a few times, and it's like, oh shit, he's leaving. <laughs> I love what you did it when you scheduled it for when you were there, just in front of them. Yeah, no, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Well, that is extremely exciting. I'm very happy for you um, mm-hmm. and all the good future shit that you have coming because I've never known you to not work there in the three, well, three years since we really known each other, four since you started hitting me up on my Instagram. Three years since I passed the uh, the Mitch check on social media. What, what do you call it? You're like screening for straight people or something? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Was I talking? Was I talking about that on here or on Zoom? The screening. Yeah, I don't I'm remember, not- but you can go over it again if you want. It was funny. I have no news at all. I have just been so anxious with work and crazy. And I was in Calgary, so my my story that is what I've been up to is I was telling Logan, who thought this was very funny, that whenever like I want to follow a comedian or like just want to get to know someone online but they're like straight and you like don't know if they're the kind of straight where it's like, they're going to be like 
racist, homophobic, like Republican, that sh- sort of shit. Or they're like, okay. And like, I, I, I have to like go through their profile to like see who they've like tagged photos with to see like what kind of stuff they've done. If they've done any like, um, I actually do this for if I want to follow anyone on my coaster account too. I go through like their highlights and stuff like that. So, and also if I, I scroll back to June to see if they post anything about Pride Month, I scroll back to February to see if they post anything about Black History Month. You know, it's just a screening process just to make sure that I like, I'm like, if I recommend a comedian to someone or if I want to follow someone on my coaster account, that they're not going to be um, an asshole. And of course, I mean, there's always people who aren't, um, who they're not going to post about it, but at least I want to get through the ones that are more obvious about it. So that's my, <laughs> my screening process. That's my, uh, uh, what I like to do. And also two of my friends, like, introduce me to their friends or whatever like i'd always do the thing where it's like man you know like us gays really have it hard in the world right right mm-hmm. yeah you agree yeah okay yeah oh wow you know like you know women are really underpaid for their roles right you you agree yeah mm-hmm. yeah so just like trying just like <laughs> hints out there because i don't really i really only know straight people but uh so you gotta you gotta you gotta be careful around them you know i didn't know i might have been tested how'd i do I do okay. You were, and you're great. Okay, cool. Um, Logan, unfortunately, did not pass the test the first time. I ignored him <laughs> the first couple times because someone had a re- – didn't you have something religious in your bio? Dude, I when probably I probably fr- had a freaking Bible versus my Instagram account at that point still. Like, life's changed in the past three years here. So I definitely kept – Logan didn't pass. Coaster bro passed. Logan didn't pass when he first started talking to me. So that, that just – that didn't happen. But thankfully – Logan has grown, and I have gotten to know what an amazing person he is. Well, thank you for the glowing recommendation. You (laughs) can follow me on my Instagram account that I barely ever post to, at that guy from Saskatchewan. Just had to loop that one up there. You gave it to me, you got to slam it home. I love it. I only follow people who have Bible verses in their um, Instagram, so I'll, I'll do my screen. That, that's great. It's like an exclusive. Like you know, if you if the Bible ain't on your fucking um, <laughs> on your bio, then you are not a brother in Christ. So, uh, uh-uh. uh, goodbye, my brother in Christ. We should circle back to uh, King's Island. Oh sh! What a what a segue! I forgot we were going to talk about that. I was going to say this is very natural. Damn. Yeah. So you want me to kind of intro it? I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we had our talk uh, and recorded the podcast, and then I went on our Twitter account and was like, hey, anybody else think it's kind of weird that Kings Island just, you know, has Stand for Life as one of their sponsors for this Christian event? Like, kind of feels like they're picking a side. That's what I said. And man, some people got in their feelings. <laughs> some people did not pass the test, um, so to speak. Um <laughs> cause quite a stir with some people. And all I was saying is it's weird, right? It's weird that Cedar Fair kind of picked a side here. That's all I said. But um, you, you kind of got to hear our natural reactions to that as we found out live on the podcast, which was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, do you guys have any any kind of follow-up? No, you've been able to digest this kind of place in the world as far as kind of what they're doing here and, any follow-up from uh, last week when we were all just kind of shocked? Like, what? Why is this a thing? Um, I think um, one of the things that I think really helped with comments and stuff like that were our awesome 
Coaster Cuzzy people and, and friends on the Discord. I think everyone is a really good job being respectful over there and also commenting when they have some more information to share or opinions. So thank you. And mm-hmm. if you aren't a member, please go join because we have a lot of fun over there. But after that episode came out, there was a lot of people who put their comments in, but also like gave us a heads up about other things that have happened in the past. And apparently this has happened in like for many and many other things. There's been Christian music festivals at many, many different parks around the world. It seems like it's not been, they've not come back quite as much after COVID, but definitely beforehand they were. So I'm not sure why that is, but I think, I think it's good to know that maybe this is not the first time. I think like, like you said, Coaster Bro, that was our natural reaction to being more shocked that it first happened, but Canada's Wonderland's done one. Disney's done them. So in the, in the, in the long past. So I think in terms of like a shock value, it's not as bad. Um, I think one of the comments I got on my Instagram is like, well, how do you know they're taking money from the the anti-abortion people? And I'm like, well, it's like on, it's like on, they're, they're as a partner in an organization. They're like, if you don't know where the money's flowing from, you can't judge them based on that. And I'm just like, damn, you are just like, I'm like, the I'm not, I'm not, the what? logo's right next to it. Like you put the I Kings know, Island like, logo right next to that logo. That's an endorsement. Literally, I'm just like you can't just vibe. Like I, I don't understand. It's like it's like it's like literally putting a Trump logo on beside your park logo and be like, well, they're not. Who knows? They might just be. They might just be there. No, fuck yeah, you. We, like, we didn't give Trump any money, but uh, you well, know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So overall, my thoughts after 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 taking the the opinions from the cousin, seeing what the titter titter Twitter <laughs> people have to say, uh, which was interesting, and also um, kind of like doing my own thoughts on that. I think I still think in a company like Cedar fair and, and coaster bro and I were sort of talking about this just a little bit earlier is that like, there are some parks where part of their mission statement or part of their, you know, part of their whole thing is exactly. And how they started is, is Christianity and religion. Do I love it? No, but they don't hide it. If that makes sense. Like they, you know what you're going to get. It's like, it's like if you go to Chick-fil-A, you know, you're going to be, or you know you're going to be supporting homophobic companies, and it's just something they just don't care about. They know it's it's worse, maybe not worse, but it's it's. I think it's as bad, or or sometimes worse if they hide it. Like, and I think that's why Cedar Fair. You would think that they'd want to be a bit more inclusive, a bit more open, a bit more you know conscious of other religions of other people, or maybe just take more of a neutral stance or neutral any anything on that as a corporation, um, because. Yeah, that that would be my that would be my opinion on that because if you're gonna have a Christian music festival, you better have a Hindu music festival and a Buddhist and a Muslim and a Jewish, like is or be or at least be open to it or you know something like that. So, I I think I'm maybe not as quite as shocked, but I'm still very disappointed about especially the anti-abortion partnership. That's I think still the number one uh, biggest disappointment for me. That was my biggest disappointment too. It's just that they did align with that and they very clearly did it and a lot of people reached out and they were like oh you shouldn't actually look into this kind of stuff parks take money from anybody and it's like no places that actually have a good culture and um you know good sense of direction would not actually sponsor with that no some people would definitely align like you're never going to see silver dollar city doing an event where they promote abortion (laughs) like like that's just not going to happen. So it's like, no, I, I think I think you can be smart about who you align with and who you take your money from. And that's um, it was just disappointing to see. That's the word I have for it. It was just disappointing. 
not well not all christians are anti-abortionists that's that's for sure so it's you true. can you can you can be christian and not a shitty person so um <laughs> logan logan did did you have any other further thoughts on that <laughs> i don't think so like you guys covered it really well and pretty much share my same thoughts on it so i i think i'm good to keep it with just what you guys commented and keep rolling with it here cool um Coaster Bro, you had a segment that you recently recorded, and we'd love to hear what that's all about or what we can expect uh, from the next little bit for uh, for our next guest on the show. Yeah, so um, I've got a buddy that I've known for a long time. Um, back when I worked at Worlds of Fun, he would visit the park often. His name's Chad. Um, he is from Coaster Nerds, and he is like my go-to guy for anything Texas news as far as amusement parks, like he, he breaks stuff. He doesn't go in and just break stuff at the park. He breaks like news at the park. Pretty sure he has some, some connections in the industry. And I was just like, Hey, come on the show. Give us a state of the union of the parks in Texas. So great conversation with him. You should check it out. Here it is. It's right, right here. Well, welcome to the show. A very special guest, an old friend of mine. Met him back at Coasting for Kids and whatever year that was, 2010, 2000 something, I don't know. Then I saw you at the park. Long time. Back when I used to work there, you took pictures of me and stuff. You took a picture of me actually uh, training on the ripcord, and uh, that popped up in my memories in in the fall. So welcome (laughs) to the show, though. We got Chad from Roller Roller Coaster Nerds. Roller Coaster Nerds. What's going on, man? Hey, how you been? (laughs) <laughs> hey, we're doing good, man. Life's good. We're traveling, riding, having fun. <laughs> Did you still live in Kansas City? Uh no, I never lived in Kansas City. Uh it was <laughs> felt like it. Yeah, you were there uh, all no, the time. No, I came down there. I did because I lived in Tulsa. Uh, okay, I lived okay. in Tulsa, so it was like a three and a half hour drive, cheap trip, and you know, that's when Worlds of Fun was still kind of fun, and then it became not so fun. So <laughs> True. It's it's hard to go back uh, until this year, I guess. But but you're in Texas now, is that right? In Texas, just uh, north of Dallas, about 25 miles. So up in McKinney, so about 40 minutes away from uh, Six Flags Over Texas and about 10 minutes away from our new Universal theme park. So Oh, that doesn't hurt at all. That's still dirt. No. That's probably better to be, I mean, potential dirt is better than being, you know, in Tulsa where there's no coasters, probably. I don't Oh, We're talking coasters. I mean, at least. Uh, geez, man. Uh, incredible pizza, you know. Yeah. We got one of those figure, they got a figure eight thing in Tulsa. <laughs> That's about the most they've got. So. <laughs> nice. Well, well, tell us about Coaster Nerds. Who's Coaster Nerds? What are you doing over there? Oh, man, Coaster Nerds. That was just uh, kind of my little thing to have some fun with after I left a certain large uh, theme park group um, <laughs> when I was doing videos and uh, things for them. So I just kind of just started my own little thing just as fun, you know? Yeah. No intention to make it, uh, make it a coaster force or anything like that. It was just to post some pictures and just have a good time, and that's what I'm doing with it. Um, nice. I've probably got... 20 hours of video that I've never posted to YouTube that I need to start doing. <laughs> um, but it's just, you know, never really that much time in the day to get that going. Um, but like I said, we're just having fun. Uh, chit chat on Twitter and 
you know, post little tidbits here and there. Um, that's where I post all of my uh, juicy stuff is mm-hmm. on Twitter. So at coaster nerds with the Z.com. Um, <laughs> fun fact, I did not know there was a coaster nerds with an S running around uh, oh, the uh, coaster verse uh, when I uh, put the name like that. So it is what it is. <laughs> so. Notice I've noticed there are some coaster bros. Like there's a coaster bros channel out there. And now, I mean, I'm just conflicted. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, yeah. I don't know what, uh, I just don't know. <laughs> Thought about changing the name again, but I was like, ah, screw it. So, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, coming soon, we'll have uh, have some apparel, some uh, punny Ooh. apparel. So <laughs> nice. uh, we're working on that, getting that set up. So um, you remember the old shirts? Uh, I don't know if you remember them from the, um, Maybe Worlds of Fun had them. No, Kings Island had them. You know, you got to be this tall to ride this ride. Yeah. Um, they had little lines so people walk around and they thought, oh, my God, you know, which way is that supposed to go? Um, <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're going to be along that line. So Beautiful. Uh, we've got some designs and ideas. So uh, hopefully they'll take off. People will wear them in the park and we'll just have fun with it. So. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, yeah. reason I brought you on today, uh, you are, at least in my eyes, the Texas amusement park expert um at least the person i know that knows most about these texas parks and there is a lot of action just happening in the future and i guess the past um going on with these parks and we can just consider this a a quick state of the union address you you're the king of texas uh amusement parks in in my eyes and 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 like we're just going to talk about uh the state of some of the texas parks happening how's that sound hey Ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. I can even do it. My Bill Clinton voice if you want. (laughs) I I will allow it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's start with. I did not ride that roller coaster. I swear. I did not ride it. That's good. Did not ride in the back. Yeah. Anyway. It wasn't back there. (laughs) All right. Well, well, let's start with that. Let's start with some sad news. Uh, and, and go with Sad Joyland. News. I know there's been some news kind of happening in and out of Joyland. It's saved. It's not saved. I guess it's not happening anymore. What's going on in Joyland? Yeah, man, Joyland. That was a sad deal. Uh, you know, 50 years those guys owned that park, mm. um, and they ended up just just calling it a day. Um, and they've sold sold a lot of rides. They had a couple of interested buyers, local buyers, that backed out at the last minute. I mean, literal last minute on that deal, which was sad. Um, if, if you've never been to Joyland, um, that's, that's located in a city park and it floods down there. It's kind of a Mm. flood zone too. So it's, it's flooded a few times in recent history. Um, the pandemic really kind of, kind of hosed them when they kind of shut down uh, the amusement industry there at the very beginning. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so they had a very short season that year, like a lot of places, but when you're a small mom and pop operation, you're not bringing in a lot of money. You know, their tickets were like 25 bucks or something. Oh, wow. And it just, it, it kind of breaks your heart because they were, they, they just put in a new Schwarzkopf, you know, like Wildcat. They just, they mm-hmm. had a uh, Larson drop tower. And a lot of people don't know that they bought the um, old shuttle loop from Astroland, the old Ast- the uh, really? old Schwarzkopf shuttle loop. And it was located maybe a half mile sitting in a field. And they were going to have Larson refurbish it. Larson looked at it. This was years ago. And they were just like, man, it's just going to cost a hell of a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we don't know about that. So 
they they tried a lot of lot of uh, classic rides, and uh, it was fun for the Lubbock Lubbock area. But let's face it, Lubbock wasn't. It's not a very big town. It's mostly college mm-hmm. college yeah. kids, and you know they're not there in the summer when the parks open. So yeah, at the end of the day, with vandalism, with floods, with with everything, they just you know they got oh. tired. <laughs> Called That's it so a day, sad. but it so, is. But you know, a lot of those rides are finding new homes. Oh, finding good new homes. Yeah, yeah, I think you, we were start. talking before the show that uh, Knobles bought a few, huh? Yeah, Knobles at least bought the Rocco plane that we know of. I'm sure they bought a few other things that we don't know of, but um, <laughs> be a typical Knobles uh, move. So, yeah, you know, they just buy that, stick it over there. We'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff. I know the uh, the old Wildcat uh, roller coaster. It's it's going to a new home and oh, good. a few others. So. Most of those rides will have found homes and um, the company selling them. I think there's only, they said there's only a few left. That's so, what's up. Okay. So yeah, maybe this is convenient up. for me because I was not going to make it to that part of Texas really ever. Um, so if I can like go to different parks throughout the U.S. and uh, eventually pick up these rides, maybe maybe I'm okay with it. Yeah. Really yeah, glad. exactly. And, and I think a lot of people will. They're yeah. going to enjoy them. They're classics. You know, yeah. so why that's not? true. Why not? Well, yeah. that, that was uplifting. So well, let's go with more uplifting stuff here and talk about like some additions that are coming in and and kind of how how all these new parks are adding new stuff and kind of what you're seeing because I know you're you're out of those parks quite a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Want to start in San Antonio? Let's, let's go to Fiesta, Texas. Let's do it. Fiesta, Texas, man. Jeffrey Siebert, man, that guy. <laughs> He's like top of the top tier in the Six Flags chain. Everybody wants to be like that guy. You know, everyone loves him too. I mean, he's really the only one to survive the layoffs. It feels like he is. I think he really is the only one that survived. uh, um, Pretty much everybody else, you know, park (laughs) president wise is, you know, it's they're gone. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, he's always be able to get what he wants or what he needs, and and. Mm But, you know, he's a he's a true coaster enthusiast at heart. You know, he's been yeah. at Kings Island. He was at Slitterbond and then, you know, uh, came over to Fiesta. But the work that he did when Neil Thurman was there, you know, those two were kind of like the power duo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and they got the painting going and all that stuff. And now uh, now that he's taken over, they've got so much other stuff going on. Um, the boomerang. If you've seen the boomerangs getting new train with the with the soft vest, they're going to have Dang. two trains now. So <laughs> that ride will be open year round instead of you know eight or nine months out of the year. Uh, new magnetic brakes, new lift system. They're basically uh, trying to outdo Hershey Park in their boomerang, which has been known <laughs> as you know kind of the best boomerang around. Yeah, whatever that means, so, but <laughs> yeah, well you know it it doesn't you know doesn't bang you around. That thing that was pretty smooth, uh, nice. I think, but. So that's kind of the goal with this one is uh, to smooth it out and, um, you know, make it fun again. (laughs) So so they've got that going on. Then, of course, they've got their new Kid Flash, you know, dueling uh, kitty coaster going in where the uh, bumper cars were. So (laughs) and, uh, you know, that was built by, uh, you know, the folks down in Florida. And uh, and so. So uh, the track's just now getting built for that. Uh, I think they've just had like the first four sections of track complete. So, Which, how many more are there? You know, uh, I think we're almost oh, there. Yeah. Well, uh, 
yeah, almost there. We only got like 1600 feet, you know, between both sides. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, maybe that'll get in by July. We'll see. Um, but Hey, it's two, two coasters, it's family and, uh, you know, it'll be worth it, I guess, uh, in the end for the park and it'll bring those families in. I mean, they just got Dr. Diabolical. I mean, who would have thought yes to Texas with, with kind of the lower volume that they have would get Dr. The dive coaster. And, uh, you know, the pre-show is amazing. Um, you know, the ride's okay, but the, the pre-show is kind of, I almost better than the ride. I mean, I hate to say it, sorry, (laughs) Jeffrey, but I mean, diabolical's (laughs) <laughs> diabolical's good don't get me wrong it's not a it's not a garbage ride by any means it's it's really good but um you know it's a dive coaster so yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a boomerang like there is a, a level that it can get to yeah and uh, i think yeah, they're exactly potentially close to that maybe i don't know at least in yeah, theming I, I think well they are i mean because the pre-show you go through th- you know three different rooms in the pre-show and it's, it's got a whole storyline and uh, even the ride itself has a storyline when you're on it uh, with the speakers and they, they kind of go through, go through the spiels on that. So, um, so they've done, done a good job on that, but overall that park is probably easily top one in the chain. Yeah. <laughs> as far as uh, it's what they've got going on. I mean, um uh, and wonder woman too is supposed to get some upgrades um wow. i don't know i don't know if those are still on track for this year or not but they're supposed to upgrade the uh, mechanicals uh control system and the trains on it um because that, nice. that ride was rough from the beginning it was yeah. it was rough and a lot of that had to do with the trains and uh mm-hmm. the, the track the size of the track so you know they smooth those out with the other models but yeah that one's just going to need some <laughs> <laughs> it needs a little TLC to kind of, kind of help it out. It's still fun as hell. It's yeah. fast. Holy, holy crap. Those things are fast. Uh, kind of a blur. <laughs> the more I hear people talk about six likes Fiesta, Texas, the more I realize I need to get back. I haven't been back to last time I was there is Rattler. So I've got, oh, I've got some wow. work to do. You've got some work to do. Yeah. Like that's almost a new park. Coasters open. It is. Well, you know, Poltergeist, they redid that and yeah. uh they've got a whole whole thing going on there too. So that was that was pretty amazing to just reimagine. Take some paint, takes a little bit of reimagination and make something old new again and people will love it. Uh even their dark ride, you know, they went through and redid that thing and uh turned yeah. it into pirates and, and that's <laughs> was very well done. I mean for the for the amount of money that they spend on these attractions, which, you know, probably isn't as much as universal freaking, you know, awesome for nailing it. <laughs> so, yeah. Let, let's check out the other side of town. Uh, I don't even know if it is the other side of town, or if they're like right next to each other. I can't remember. I've been, it's been so long, but uh, uh, yeah. San Antonio, SeaWorld San Antonio. What's going SeaWorld on there? San Antonio. So, you know, they've got, Man, they they've been doing a whole lot of stuff over there at SeaWorld. Um, of course, they just opened their uh, SNS, uh, you know, Scream and Swing, which is you know Dang. the giant model, the biggest one that. they make. <laughs> and that thing, you know, I love Scream and Swings, and the first first ride on that, I was like, oh shit! I thought <laughs> I was yeah, like holding on to my nuts, you know. Uh, <laughs> that thing gets up there full swing, you know, because you're not expecting it. You're not expecting like a Cedar Point model, yeah. you know. But yeah. this thing's like, you know, significantly higher and oh, wow. significantly uh, faster. So, 
yeah, this thing, it kicks you up in the air and yeah, you, you really <laughs> think at some point you're going to flip all the way over. But, oh my God. <laughs> uh, so that's, yeah, that's, that's really good. Really good. Um, but you know, they've got their seven seas food festival going on right now and uh, they're bringing out all the stops again this year with it. Uh, yeah. The food at their, for their seven seas is always top notch. Uh, new beer gardens. Mm. Everybody loves beer. Everybody so does. They, they now have they now have two two different beer gardens, um, nice. which is awesome. One on each side of the park, um, and then you know Texas Stingray. I know you you haven't been back uh, in a minute <laughs> to, uh, to ride that, but it, it's good. You know the you know like any coaster when it first opens, we went to previews and um, it wasn't all that fast, but you know it hadn't broke in. Yeah. Go back a couple of months later. And of course, that was like the only new coaster to open during uh, the pandemic. It's <laughs> the only one uh, you could ride. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was. Well, it opened and then two weeks later, everything shut down. So that was the only new one that actually opened that year. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you go back and ride it now. And holy crap, that thing's fast. I mean, it's good. There's airtime pops on it and, and it's rewritable. You know, it's not rough. It's it's your traditional GCI, you know, that. Yeah uh curvy and haul some ass and then um then they got their new uh water water coaster coming in and Look at that. which was desperately needed desperately needed there so they'll have three water rides again the old log flume they took out years ago years ago uh, and um so i can't even remember the name of catapult falls i don't know what it is uh, i can't remember <laughs> it does. i can't remember everything you know whatever yeah. it's going to be called but but you know it's going to have a lift. Take the boats up on the lift, and you're going to go down, uh, go down a slide, kind of like that thing that that was over at Schlitterbahn there in Kansas City that you know didn't work out so well. No, not so well now. Bummer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know that sucked about that. But mm-hmm. not to bring uh, bring things down, but uh, so it's kind of got that same little curvy motion to it. You know, and I'm thinking, hmm, that brings back things <laughs> that aren't good. But yeah. hey. Hey, you know, if it works, it works. And uh, it looks like it's going to be pretty badass and and should open up uh, in June or July. So maybe maybe a little before, but they're getting close to being done with that. So I think any water ride in a uh, Texas park is going to be a good idea. Oh, yeah. Except Journey to Atlantis. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Have you ever been on that there? Yeah, that one's just kind of. I haven't wrote it because I don't think I would consider it a credit. Um, Yeah. It is. It, it does a little roll. Yeah. It's, it's there. It's there. You know, it counts. Yeah, maybe I do need to write it. <laughs> I just try to talk myself out of it. Hey, let's go. You, to know, over- you don't really get wet. You don't really yeah. get wet. So. Well, that's good news. I like that in a water ride, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's go check out over Texas. Let's stay with Six Flags. Yeah. Is there anything? Oh, let's there is. It. Yeah, there is big news, I guess, that just opened up. Uh, Oh, whatchamacallit. Aquaman Power Wave <laughs> opened after uh, four years of construction. Of completely oh, pretty much man. being constructed, too. Like it was, You couldn't hide that thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, you couldn't hide it. It was basically the, the track. Everything was done. And then, of course, uh, <laughs> you know, they got rid of Jim Reed Anderson, who was, you know, a tight mm. ass in the pocketbook. And then the new guy comes in from Pepsi and and uh, they start looking around. They're like management's like man this isn't gonna work you know we don't need we don't need one boat we need two we need the turntable so they went back to mock and and got the turntable going and and that was probably the pandemic saved saved us from not having a turntable on that ride when they stopped construction on that ride 
and sat back and thought about it and said, we need to add the turntable. Yeah. And and did and that ride is actually pretty amazing. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's surprising. It has airtime. That ride has freaking <laughs> airtime. Uh I can't believe that know, honestly. Uh, I did, I thought this would have yeah. it, it's like unanimously people are saying it's good. I thought it would be like a nothing ride, but people are liking it. Yeah, I did too. I really thought it would be one that I'd go ride once, maybe twice, and just just pass it up every time I go. Yeah, and no, no, no. I mean, uh, that backwards launch gives you that airtime coming out of the seat, going up that going up the spike, you know, before you before you plunge back down and get a little wet. But yeah, and that's another ride that uh, you don't get really soaked on unless you're in the front seat. Okay. Uh, if you sit in the middle or towards the back, you, you you don't really get wet. And it's four cross seating, so if you're like middle middle, you really don't get wet. Yeah. And uh, maybe a little spray, but if you're on the sides, you're going to get you know your your side wet. But mm-hmm. it's not a soaked ride. It's not one of those you're going to have to go sit in the uh, heater for you know two hours and dry out or anything like that. And that's what really makes it nice, you know, yeah. is is you get a little bit of wet, you cool down a little, but you're not just drenched from head to toe. And your feet don't get wet. Even in the front seat, your feet don't get wet. And that's pretty awesome. That's what I like to hear. Because I, I, if I go to the park, I'm going to rope drop that ride. And then I'm going to be wet all day. So I'm glad that that may not be the case. I might not get drenched yeah. if I sit in the right seat. No, so. no, you won't. Now, uh, what's funny is right across the street from it there is, uh, you know, the uh, Justice League ride. Yeah, and they had to start telling people that if you're wet, you cannot ride just as <laughs> you know the water. You know, I mean, it's yeah. an electric track, you know, and so they're like, Mm-mm, "No, if you're wet, you cannot ride this ride." <laughs> oh, so that was some terrible planning water on that electric. part. <laughs> yeah, water and electric don't work together. Oh no! <laughs> so, Do they have like signs out front, or are yeah. they just like when you get there, it's like, "Hey, you're too wet, bro." Oh no! They finally started putting signs out front. Yeah, they put a, okay. they put these little you know generic signs. They may have had a more permanent sign by now, but during spring break, it was just something somebody printed off a word and posted up to the gate and said, "If you're wet, you cannot ride." So, <laughs> Speaking mean, of uh, spring but, break, have you have you got to go to the yeah. the screen break thing that's going on um, in the parks, or is that something you're skipping? No, uh, no, I didn't go to Screen Break. I I thought about it, um, yeah. but I, I didn't. You know, it was it was a cost. You know, it wasn't even yeah. free for pass holders up until like the Monday of uh, of Spring Break. So that started on like a Friday, mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they weren't really selling those tickets. They were forty bucks a pop. Yeah, for three hours. Now that ticket would get you in two hours before park closed. So if you didn't have a general admission ticket or you didn't have a season pass, you could get in at seven o'clock at night all the way to midnight, but there was only like five or six rides open. It wasn't the whole park. So you could only get Batman, Mr. Freeze, uh, Joker's busted. Uh, I think you get Riddler, uh, Aquaman and a couple of others. So you really couldn't, it just wasn't, wasn't a good value, you know, um, in the haunt. But they made it finally free for pass holders because nobody was showing up. (laughs) I know uh, staffing is always an issue during spring break for Six Flags. So it's pretty wild to just be like, we're going to open also these uh, haunted houses. I kind of wonder if they closed down some rides and said, hey, you're going to go be a scare actor. And that was part of their uh, staffing solution there. No, they they brought in some of the people that have been there before. You know, Uh, they even had had the, uh, you know, the uh, sliders. 
you know, they had the, oh, those are all yeah. contract guys, you know, so they had a little slideshow going on. Um, but, you know, I was going to go out there a couple of days, but it was cold and then it was rainy one day, which is typical in Texas in the spring. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the one day I thought about going out there, I looked at uh, I looked at the Flash Pass app about seven o'clock and it said some of the ride links were two hours. And I was like, yeah, I'm just no. I'm just no. <laughs> yeah. so, I'll, just, I'll just go when it's free. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll just go when nobody's there, which is like two weeks. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm all it's all good. But, yeah. but you know, we took out the uh, the gyroscope uh, ride. Uh, that's gone yeah. now uh, or we'll be leaving quickly. That that wasn't no good. I don't know. Yeah. It just wasn't a good ride. It's one of those it rides fun. that look cool. Yeah. Viral at the time. Like it was all over Facebook, I remember. Uh, and people are like, whoa, and then nobody wants to ride it. <laughs> nobody wants to ride it. Well, it was a one and done. You know, I rode it once and I was like, this isn't fun. Yeah. It, it didn't go fast enough. You know, it was just kind of like, you know, so it looks good. Yeah. But you get on it and it's just like, uh, is that all it does? <laughs> I'm just kind of. it was broke all the time. Floating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> but um they're upgrading Mine Train. I will say that's a good good upgrade. Uh, the original Mine Train is getting upgraded, so it'll be able to run three trains again. That's like uh, actually right a historic ride too. Yeah, it is. It was the first first tubular steel Mine Train roller coaster. Yeah, uh, I got corrected on that by a roller coaster uh, museum because uh, I'd call it the first tubular steel, and they're like, "No, no, that's uh, out in California." And I'm like, yep. "Oh, oh, sorry, my bad." Hey, but it was the first mine train that Six Flags uses. Yeah, it was. It was the first. (laughs) It was the first tubular steel mine train roller coaster. So it's getting a complete upgrade right now. uh, New controls, and um, because of the old school brakes, they were only able to run two trains. Okay. And uh, so now, once they get the new system in, they'll be able to run three, and that thing will chew people. It was already chewing through people, but Mm -hmm. uh, it'll it'll go pretty good. as Spreelunkers will be back soon. Ooh, mm-hmm. go ahead. Spreelunker. Oh, you're talking about the dark ride. So I got to listen to that. Yeah, I'm a dark yeah. ride guy. You said yeah. Spree Spreelunkers yeah. will be back. Spe- Spelunkers. That Spelunkers. was the original. You know, Spelunkers. Spee. S P E E. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> so Spelunkers. Those, that was the original dark ride. And then they trans- transformed into uh, Gold River mm-hmm. with Bugs Bunny and all that stuff. And then you know it flooded. Yeah, and <laughs> That'll uh, get you. you know to the to the top, you know, oh, no. the boats were like halfway down the halfway down the park, you know. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, that. So, I mean, when it was Yosemite Sam's Gold River, whatever it was, it was uh, it was pretty much at the end of its life uh, mm-hmm. when it flooded. So it was like, thank you, flood, just just put it out of its misery. <laughs> yeah. And they came up with uh, the Pirates of Spelunkers Cave, and for for no more money than what they spent on it, uh, they did put in a new ride control system. And uh, instead of two boats, it's now just one single boat. Uh, yeah. So they unhitched the boats. Um, they actually did a really good job on it. You know, they did reuse some of the some of the scenery that was from the old ride, mm-hmm. but then it wasn't even open maybe two months and it flooded again. <laughs> so that was last year. Mild and, issue there, uh, flooding. Yeah, just a small, <laughs> small issue with that area of the park. You know, every time it rains, it just kind of floods. So apparently, that's going to open soon. Oh, good. <laughs> again, after they re- they fix it again. But it, no, it's a really good ride. Spelunkers Cave. Uh, I give them give them props for that. They did they did all right with it. So. Nice. I haven't ridden that either. So 
Yeah, this is just the uh, Cusper realizes he needs to get back to Texas segment of the show. <laughs> yeah, you really should. You really should. I mean, uh, there's all types of new rides around here, even in Austin. Plenty of new rides, kitty coasters, but there's plenty of them there now. Hey, so. yeah, speaking of Austin, uh, you got some. I mean, there's been some big news, a big splash that Coda Land is uh, was supposed to be opening two roller coasters this year. I, I hear that's not the case anymore. Yeah, Coda Land, man, that was kind of surprising. Uh, that's that's news that fell under the radar. Uh, I don't think a lot of people realize what's going on there. That park was supposed to open with uh, Palindrome, or however you pronounce it, the Gerslauer coaster, yep. uh, at the end of this year. So it was supposed to open the end of this year, kind of in time for their their holiday deal. And, and right. um, yeah, they've pushed that back to mm-hmm. 2024. So I'm guessing, my theory, and I do not know for a fact, my theory yeah. is they wanted to get Circuit Breaker installed too. Yeah. So have the Gerslauer and Circuit Breaker to kind of make it a real amusement park. Because right now it's just kind of a collection of rides. It's kind of like a carnival, you yeah. know, like a state fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but that's kind of what it feels like and looks like. Some of yeah. those rides are open during race weekends. So like Moto uh, GP will be in in a couple of weeks. And NASCAR was like last weekend, I think. So they opened some of the rides that are already there um, on race weekends or during their uh, Christmas event. They're drive through okay. walk through christmas events so you can get a couple of credits you know um but here's what's really odd the yeah. coda land website it now redirects back to circuit of the americas main page okay so there is a rumor going around that coda land uh may not be the final name of the park that they're looking at a complete name change oh okay uh, kind of rebranding and um you know, turning it into something, something a little bit different, but that guy's loaded that owns uh circuit of the Americas. So, you know, they wait another year, big deal. And yeah. I would rather than do it right and open it right the first time, because with Austin, you really only have one chance to make an impression with the people that live there. Yeah. And it's not, there's not that many people that live in Austin, you know, it's like mm-hmm. less than a million people around yeah. there. So you're going to have to draw from Houston. You're going to have to draw from Dallas. You're going to have to draw from uh, San Antonio. And if you just kind of open a blah park from the beginning, mm-hmm. you're not going to come back. So you might as well wait a year, fix it up, <laughs> you know, and uh, make it something where people will want to, you know, come back to as a destination. So yeah, when that thing opens, so I we'll think. I think when that when Cotaland or whatever it's going to be officially opens, I think that's when I officially go back to Texas. I think that's that's the missing piece for me right now. Yeah, and it'll it'll should rock. I think that tilt coaster is going to be pretty badass. <laughs> hey, um, did, circuit breaker. <laughs> you said there's a um, a mountain coaster too somewhere in Texas going on. I don't think it's around. Yeah, the same area. There but. is. Yeah. Um, I didn't even well, know about between, this. It's actually, yeah, it just opened up. And, and I didn't know about it either until Jeffrey Siebert posted it on his uh, social media account. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, he doesn't live too far from it. Okay. Um, so it's it's in uh, kind of New Bronzeville. And, uh, and so it's it's called, it's, it's, it's called Camp FIMFO, Texas Hill Country, F-I-M-F-O. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Don't know. Um, so anyways, yeah, it's it's called Cliff Carver, and it's one of those uh, weekend uh, mountain coasters, alpine coasters. Um, 
and it'll cost you, you know, a small fortune. So if you're, you know, just save your lottery tickets for like a month. Um, <laughs> so it's going to, it's like 20 bucks to ride. Oh no. Um, yeah, but it's got, uh, it's got three cable lifts. It's got three different oh, lifts wow. on it. So it's like it's $10 really, a cable really lift. Badass. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure. good at math, but I think I, that's about right. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds right. I mean, yeah. it sounds right. I mean, <laughs> but you know, it's supposed to be, you know, pretty long, pretty, pretty long and, and uh, supposed to be pretty fun. I mean, Jeffrey raves about it. So if he says it's good, then I mean, I believe him. I mean, I trust anything that guy says. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so if you're, uh, so if you want to do is hit up Slitterbon, you know, this is not too far away. There you go. Not too far away from Slitterbon. Yeah. And Which, um, uh, I haven't been to, I've never been to Slitterbon. As long as I lived in Texas, I've never been to Slitterbon. Dang. I hear it's good. I don't know. Uh, I do too. <laughs> the last couple of years, though, the whole park hasn't been open due to staffing. And then, you know, oh, uh, yeah. Cedar Fair bottom. And then they got to do this. They got a Cedar Fair, Fair, uh, Cedar Fair it you mm-hmm. know, with the safety. Right. Stupid safety. <laughs> Stupid yeah. safety. Lawyers, it's crazy. Hey, there, there's like two parks that are also just coming to you, basically, right? Two new parks mm-hmm. coming. Two new parks. So silly. next year, <laughs> next year, yeah, it really is. This first <laughs> one's kind of silly. Next year in uh, North Richland Hills, which is about uh, 12 miles from DFW Airport, maybe 15 miles. Oh, wow. Uh, closer to Fort Worth. It's closer to the Fort Worth side than Dallas. They're open the Peppa Pig theme park. Hell yes. So, you know, hi, I'm Peppa Pig. <laughs> so that's, that's, they're opening that right next door to uh, the city water park. Um, okay. Uh, NRH2O, I think is the name of it. It may have changed names. Oh, wow. um, so, so that is supposed to open next year there, you know, it's not going to be huge by any means, but, uh, it will have a roller coaster and let's uh, go daddy else. pig. Let's get it to the top daddy. this year. I, I, I think we can, I think, <laughs> you know, next year's not looking so good in the roller coaster world. So I think it'd be pretty easy to get that to be number one, new roller coaster. Uh, I don't I think, think we can get all be... the enthusiasts behind it. I think we won the Florida one. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I think, uh, yeah. I, I think, think it was so. rigged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think so too. <laughs> so yeah, that'll open up. But then of course the big daddy of all of them is you know the universal stunning announcement that was dropped, you know, right after Christmas, uh coming just like 10 minutes from me over in yes. uh, Frisco, Texas. Uh, you know, the neighbors were all pissed off about it or allegedly pissed off about it. Um, but that's all gone through. The city council's approved it. Oh wow. Um and uh, they should start construction here in a few months. So nice. uh, the thing about that land where it is, it's already flat. So yeah. they're not going to have to do a whole lot. And there's not many trees. So they're not going to have to do a whole lot in in uh, excavation work. So it should go. That, should, that part should go pretty quick. Um, you know, they got their 300-room hotel tower. Um, and that park uh, has to be open by June of 2026. Really? Otherwise, they lose their tax credits. Yeah. Okay. So if they don't have it open by June of 2026, they 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 lose their incentives from the city. Um, now Universal owns the land; it's theirs. It's not like they're leasing it from anybody, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, they've got some incentive to get that open. 
Uh, yeah, I'd say so. The neighbors seem to have calmed down a little bit. Um, I think the ones that live right behind the park will still be a little bit unhappy, but uh, uh, they're going to build a sound barrier wall and some other mm-hmm. things. So, nice. and uh, yeah, it should be pretty nice. Um, there's, uh, you know, it's it will mostly be open ten to six, and it won't be open all year uh, mm-hmm. during the week, anyways. All year, it'll be open weekends okay. all year. And uh, I think they said there's like 21 or something days where it'll be open uh, up to 10 p.m. So that's basically Christmas and a couple of weekends during Halloween. Yeah. But mostly mostly uh, in the summer, some 9 p.m.s on the weekends. So, um, but again, it's, it's, it's really just geared for those 12, 12 and under, 13 and under at most. Um, I have a couple of roller coasters and just, you know, kiddie rides. And, yeah. Um, you know, there's not going to be like a Jurassic World theme or anything, but <laughs> hey, I'm yeah, excited to see. One. I don't know. I, I'd be excited to see kind of what they do with that and what events will look like and see if, if, if you know, if they do a family friendly event, will that then go over to the Orlando parks? Who knows? Right. You but, never know. I mean, it very well could. So, um, so once that starts pushing dirt, we'll go out there and poke around and, you know, probably get, uh, you know, kicked off and the property, but, um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> gotta try. I, I was just, I was just out for a walk. I don't know. What, <laughs> what do you mean? This? I'm not supposed to be in here. Yeah. You have a yeah, coaster. I mean, I got my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I got my hard hat on. Doesn't that count? Media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Chad, hey, I appreciate you giving us a uh, a little look at Texas, the the state of Texas, and and what is going on there. That's I can't wait to get back. You just got me excited, honestly. Yeah. I think I got to make it happen next year. But hey, can, can you remind know, us, where, man? Where can we find Coaster Nerds at? Uh basically on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, just at Coaster Nerds with a Z. Coaster Nerds with a Z uh youtube as well i'm gonna get that going again pretty soon and um website's not up and running but you know one day (laughs) it's all right websites are overrated anyway (laughs) yeah i think so yeah (laughs) awesome man well i really appreciate you joining today and um go go get another round of uh aquaman in for me yeah, we'll do, man. We'll do. We'll see you down here, I guess, next year, hopefully. Come on. Yeah, down. maybe so. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in Kansas City later this year. We'll hook up, man. Okay, sounds good. I actually have a season pass this year, so I, I will go into that park. Um, I'm not protesting anymore. <laughs> Just this year, though. Yeah. <laughs> Probably go to Silver Dollar City next year. <laughs> yeah, I hear Back you. Back and though. forth. I hear you. Yeah, might as well. Fire in the hole, right? So. Yep. All right. Well, thanks so much to Chad and Coaster Bro for that State of the Union on Texas Parks. Um, you know what? I love Six Flags Fiesta Texas. It's a great park. I love it. I'd go back. So can't wait to uh, check it out one day, but, or one day again. But for now, we have a couple topics that each of us have brought on the show for us to discuss, unpack, see what more trauma and more controversial shit that we can talk about. So Logan, <laughs> what, uh, let's start with you. What, uh, what did you bring to us today? What, what should we talk about? What the fuck West Edmonton mall? <laughs> <laughs> no, like really what the actual fuck? 
You're just going to be all quiet and hush-hush. We're going to remove Mindbender unceremoniously. We're going to try and make it so it doesn't make the news. And then what are we going to make for April Fool's? Mallbender. Fuck off. Can you uh, explain what happened for us Americans who don't pay attention to anything in Canada? Mindbender is currently at a waste management yard. It is being scrapped. (laughs) The pieces are there. The pictures are all in our Discord. It's just being ripped out in front of our very own eyes. Mitch and I came to the conclusion two weeks ago on our last show with the Full Cuzzies Roundhouse here that they must have just been wanting to get rid of it nice and quietly off to the side so they can remove the whole incident and the tragedy that was the crash from the whole branding of Galaxy Land in like an attempt to revitalize and kind of save the pace a little bit for what it is. And then what do they do on April 1st? They create Mallbender, which looked like a roller coaster tycoon roller coaster rendered over top a picture of the mall with like Yukon striker elements and a bunch of other crap. And they're like introducing Canada's longest, tallest, fastest roller coaster mall bender. Like, fuck off. I'm grumpy. I'm okay. Now, can I say something? Maybe what I'm hopeful this is, I don't think it's going to be this, but what I'm hoping is okay. that was them teasing a new roller coaster. That, that's what I'm hoping. No way. They're smart. I don't trust PR people there. I don't think so either. I, I just think, I think it was just someone's aunt who was like, you know, it would be funny. You know, it would be so funny if we just did this. But I'm hopeful that they're teasing something cool. They're not. They definitely aren't. <laughs> <laughs> New so Scrambler mad. coming to West Edmonton Mall. No, really, though. Stack if scramblers. Be, mm-hmm. No, if you were going to be this all up front about it and just be like, this just feels like a mockery. Like, even the people just from Edmonton in the comments on Instagram are pissed off. Like, I'm ready to renounce roller coasters here, guys. I am that angry. It was in poor taste, for sure. I think it was, like, out of all the April Fool's jokes, April Fool's jokes you could have done, really? It was that? Like, why? What's that accomplishing? Even even WestJet, so for American friends. WestJet's funny. I like theirs. So, for our American friends who don't know, WestJet is Canada's second largest airline, and every year, like, their big holiday is April Fool's. They actually spend, like, millions of dollars on, like, videos and ads, and it actually, like, catches people off guard. Like, one year was my favorite, where they're, like, they launched, like, flights without kids. Like, people had to be 18 to board. But they actually had, like, a full ad, a plane done. They had, like, it was, they had a full, like, campaign for it. It was actually really funny. But... (laughs) Because the Canadian air industry has been such a shit show recently and WestJet has been, like, canceling flights and losing people's bags, they, like, didn't do an April Fool's joke this year. They just said, we're not, we're not, we don't feel like it's in the right place, like, with all the shit going down. So we're not even going to do something. So I feel like they read the room a little bit more than maybe West Edmonton Mall did. Like, fuck off. I'm sorry. That's just all I have to say. I'm just so mad. And I just need to rant. And I've been sitting on this for two weeks. Yeah. I'm grumpy. I'm sorry, guys. I've just really been taking it out on this podcast. But I'm just so mad. That's what it's here for. Yeah. I think the only theme park um, April Fool's joke I liked this year was Six Flags Fiesta Texas um, saying that they were putting in a raft ride off of their cliff. That that was pretty funny to me. I did not hear that. That's a good one, though. Yeah, they just like Photoshop, just canoeing off of uh, or, or white water rafting off of the uh, the huge cliff, and it was just great. It like it came down on the train tunnel and like splattered. Nice. <laughs> Whoever did it, did it did a great job. I like it. That's that's great. Most theme park April Fool's jokes are bad. Real bad. 
which is why we did not do a April Fool's joke here. It's like, it's just maybe maybe I'm just tired of it, but yeah, they're just not, none of them are good. None of them are funny. Mm-mm. Well, the worst is too because I just purposely don't go on the socials on April first for that very reason. But then when you don't, and then Instagram starts to recycle all the posts because you haven't seen them, then all of a sudden you actually think that it's legit three days later, and it just bugs me. I see Coaster Bro yeah. is doing. Is this a what was a TikTok it now? It was a, it was a be real, but TikTok. Get with it, Boomer. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was obvious I was doing a video, which would mean I was on a, a, a the TikTok version, not a be real. Be real's photos only. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I I agree, Logan. I I I I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe there is a time and place for it, but. I think also too it, I, maybe even going back to the WestJet examples, when they're actually like put in time and effort to actually like be a funny joke, I think it is funny. But ninety nine percent of the time, it's just some like marketing interns afterthought, and it's just like why, why did why why did you even do that? I don't know. The only last thing I have to add on here though is then they redeemed it with their Soundwave lineup that they released. Holy smokes! I'm so so good. To go. For any of you who don't know, Soundwave is the World Water Park. That's the water park inside of West Edmonton Mall. They host raves like four times a year. <laughs> and they look like such a fun time. And the headline for this one is Alan Walker. They have two friends, the makers of the big mixes that I love so much. Mitch, you listened to those back in the day, you said, right? I love two friends. Love them. But my number one is Felix Cartel. I right? have loved Felix for like over 10 years. I've been to like a couple shows of his in, in, in Calgary. Felix Cartel is so fucking good. Like I would love to see him. That would be such a good show. It really would be. I looked into it. I don't really have anyone to go with me. I'm pissed off at the mall and I just quit my job. So I think it's fair to say Logan won't be there. But um, for all those who might be there, have a good time. It's going to be a party. Yeah, that looks like a blast. I've never heard of any of those bands. Yeah, EDM and Felix Cartel's Canadian. I don't know if two friends are, though. No, I'm pretty sure they're from the States. But Felix Cartel's a Canadian DJ, and he's Mm. so good. Nice. Well, we can go on to my topic next, which is... A little bit more niche. I, th- I think we haven't had a lot of Disney talk on here in a little bit. Maybe mm. since Parker was on here um, last time we talked about, you know, romance and parks for um, uh, Valentine's Day. But um, one of the things actually that I just saw people post about today. So while we're recording this, it is a lot of American schools spring break. Um, it was just a lot of Canadian schools spring break, but I know American schools are right on here too. Tron just opened at the Magic Kingdom as well. And a couple other things are happening. So Genie Plus has sold out on a couple occasions during the day. And so they've price surged it now. So mm-hmm. now it's getting, now it's even higher than it was before. I think it's up like $35, $40 a day per, per day per person. Yeah, so, got up to $35 today. Yeah, so $35 today. So my question is, at what point, or maybe maybe if they should even do it, should Disney just say, fuck it and make it like a like an actual premium experience? Like I personally, mm-hmm. like every other park chain no other park chain does what they do. They, they, they. A lot of other park chains give options. Like Dollywood gives the option of like there's a skip the line one ride per day. Then there's an unlimited option. You have the Flash Pass system at Six Flags, which is three tiers. 
You have the two tier system at Cedar Fair, but all of them are premium experiences. None of them cost less than $50 US per person per day. So mm-hmm. my question is, at what point does G- they say to Genie Plus, fuck it, we're going to make it a premium experience and get it closer to that $100 per day per person, which is standard across the industry. So I don't know if you guys have any thoughts. Logan, I see you waving your hand. What is Genie Plus? All right. That is actually very good. And I'm sorry. Thank you for bringing that up. I am so sorry I didn't explain. So let's imagine you will 1997, four years before Logan was born. There is a something happened at Magic at Disney or whatever, whenever it was called FastPass. FastPass was a system that was free where you could get a skip the line ticket for at a certain ride, but you had to be physically there, put your park ticket in, and then it spit out a return time. And you could, in that hour window, you could go back and ride that ride. So the original idea was that to keep people from just standing in lines all day, they want people out spending money and doing that. So that was their original thought. But other park chains saw this and said, hey, we could monetize that, actually. So one by one, Universal, I think, was one of the first ones in SeaWorld. Cedar Fair was in the 2000s. They started to add their own premium experience. And for years and years and years and years, Disney's was free. Like, like truly up until mm-hmm. to the pandemic, I think, really. And it was, it was free. Um, in, I'm not going to get into the nuances of it. Maybe that's for a different episode for all the different old FastPass histories. Defunctland has an excellent... Um, documentary on it. So I highly recommend that. But for and up until the pandemic, basically, it was free. But back in 2018, 2019, Disneyland Paris started to um, started to pilot a paid fast pass system. So when the parks reopened for the after the pandemic, there was no fast pass. But then I think it was last year, maybe the late 2021, they launched something called Genie Plus, which is basically the FastPass system on your phone, but you have to pay for it per person per day. And the shitty thing is you can only ride one ride per day per person. So that's what Genie Plus is. It's a paid, shittier FastPass, but it's getting more expensive. So I am very sorry for that without that preface. You don't know what it is. Um, So yeah, do you guys have any thoughts on what this should be or where they should be going with this. I think you have a really interesting thought process and like we are actually seeing like the base of this go to like what a flash pass would, would cost at a six flags. Like we're, we're, we're starting to approach that. I think we're still a little bit under, but like, you're right. It's like, mm, if this does well, which it will because it's Easter week at fucking Disney world, everybody's going to throw their money out. Um, it does make you wonder like, are we going to see that price continue to rise? Um, we hope Bob Iger wouldn't do that to us. Um, but I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a high search and it's the only way you can have a good time there now. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's the only way you can have a good time there on Easter is to pay that $35. Oh yeah. You, it's the only way you could have a manageable time. Mm -hmm. So this $35, is this for one ride or for the whole day? The whole day per person for the whole day. But okay. you can there's a couple select rides at each park, like the e-ticket attractions, which are the premier attractions, those cost extra as well. Yeah, they're not included. And I think oh. they also may surge. Mm-hmm, they do. Yeah. So like if you're gonna ride Rise of the Resistance the Saturday before Easter, you're, you're gonna drop some cash, homie. 
And is there any way to still ride these rides, even if I wanted to spend my entire day waiting in line? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they yeah. haven't removed the ability for me to still stand in a standby line. A few of them have. I mean, a few at Disney World don't have a standby. Which ones? Really? I thought, right? Aren't we? I thought we. What's the. Does Tron have it? Tron has standby, well, now, I guess. They have, those have virtual. That's a different thing. Virtual queue oh. is different. Gotcha. Like, and, and, and same thing at Disneyland. Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, it has virtual queue. That's that's a different thing. This is more. Oh, gotcha. Every ride that is Genie Plus has a standby way, a standby line that you could. Yes, okay. Like, there's no ride that you have to pay for to experience. You can wait no. in that long ass line and not pay extra. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Fair enough. I hate the idea of like uh, paying the line to pass it because the socialist slogan wants to be like, yo, let's not pay per experience. But then what am I going to do when I go up to Toronto and Montreal? Mitch and I will be buying these skip the lines to pass all the plebeians in line as we wave by them. So I don't know. I can't be too hypocritical and mad, I guess. The people who hold stock in Disney, I'm sure, are very happy about this which generally makes Logan really grumpy when people who hold stocks and things are happy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hard, it's a hard one because you would think theoretically, say for example, they announced Genie Plus going to a hundred dollars per person per day. You would think theoretically that less people would buy it, but I think the same amount of people would buy it because they think the idea is because if you, we want less people in the Genie Plus or the fact, the lightning lane line, whatever the hell it's called, because less people in that line, the faster the standby weight goes. Because, of course, this this all comes into play because the, the lightning lane line gets priority at the at what's called the, the dreaded merge point, where hmm. the standby weight and the, the, fa- the lightning lane weight merge, and they have to let all the lightning lane people or the Genie Plus people in first. So theoretically, you would think less people would buy it, but I think the same amount of people would buy it. So it's hard to say. It's I feel like... I do like the fact that Disney has kept it more affordable for people to go. But I think at this point, anyone who's flying to Disney at this point is going to buy it because it's like, I already paid the money to fly to stay. And for the park tickets, what's an extra $30 per person per day. Like, I, I just don't see at what point people wouldn't buy that unless they were locals. Like, cause if you're local, you go all the time, you can, you can wait in the long, long ass lines or whatever. But anyone who's traveling like Europeans, I don't think any European would not buy that at all. So there's no, no reason not to. So do you make it premium? Like that might, there might be something there. I mean, honestly, every time I go to Disney world, I'm going to buy it. Uh, I think the only scenario where I wouldn't would be if I'm day two at a park most specifically Epcot, because if I'm at day two at Epcot, I'm not writing anything. <laughs> and there's not that much on Genie Plus there, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I would say there are some parks. Epcot, I wouldn't. If I did if I did another day at Animal Kingdom, I don't think I would either. Mm-hmm. Um, there, There is some exceptions, but like Disneyland, I don't see a reason. I don't see in any world where I wouldn't buy it at Disneyland. Yeah, it's the best place in the world. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, I think this this falls into the greater skip the line ticket debate, which I think many other podcasts, YouTube channels and stuff like that have covered. So maybe we can kind of reserve that our own thoughts for a different day and go through that. Mm. Um, I know I've seen YouTube videos by Coaster Enthusiasts who kind of rank the different um, skip the line passes and things like that. So that, that could be part of the broader discussion. But I just saw the surge pricing today. And thought it might be interesting to see, like, 
are we like, I think we're probably getting that close to that. Like you said, the flash pass prices. I mean, I can't wait to see what new year's looks like at Epcot. <laughs> like oh that's going to be insane. Christmas. Like nope. I, I bet on Christmas it goes higher. Yep. Like 50, $50 you think? Yeah. I think so. It's Christmas it's like, day. Like that's that's when it's like, yeah, it's gonna be two hundred dollars. It's Christmas. You have I to know. do it. And <sighs> Christmas week at Disney is apparently brutal for crowds. Yeah. So I yeah, I, I would agree with that. And to happily ever after, I think it comes back today too. So today is the day where it surged. So that that that, that sort of makes sense. But it does make sense. I mean, do I miss the old fast pass days? Yes. I mean, yeah. I think <laughs> There was I there was the time, oh my god. Like if you ever went to Disney World in 2018 or 2019 when you had to book your fast passes 30 to 60 days ahead of your vacation, oh my god. I think that's that's warranted for another another day, but I went on a two-week trip to Disney World in 2018 and it was oh my god, it was a nightmare getting those fast passes. So maybe we can leave that nostalgia for another topic, another day. I do want to say my favorite, and I'm just gonna say the best Disney pass of all time was the Max Pass at oh, Disneyland. So good. It was so good. It was only like it wasn't any more than twenty a person. It was like it was like eight or twelve, I think, when I went on our yeah, honeymoon. Yeah. And we got a free photo pass with it. Like it yeah. that was just like happening when we were there, and we we're like, what? Like, who wouldn't get this? It was free photo pass and unlimited rides. Like we rode yep. Thunder Mountain. Like we would just as soon as we'd scan at Thunder Mountain, we'd get it again. And it would be instant. We just go ride. It was so and it was the old system too, because like the advantage was you you didn't have to physically go to each ride and pull a ticket out. You could just do it on the app and be faster. It was incredible. It was it wasn't fair. It was so so good. I went to Disneyland many times during the Max Pass era. It was the, it was under, actually we got, we had to stop because we were riding too much. We had to be like, okay, we need a break because we <laughs> have too many options to ride. Yeah. Um, Bring it back. All right. Well, Logan, anything else on that Fast Pass before we move on to the last topic of, of the day? The only fast pass story I remember is I was in California. My most recent time on the States was 2012. And we got down there just so happened to coincide with the three days before Lex Luthor opened. We got to Magic Mountain. So we were there three days after it opened to the public. And that was also opening month of Cars Land. So it was slammed at California Adventure. Right? That's what it's called? Disney's California oh, Adventure? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Just got to fact check myself there. And the way they did it, so you would have to get up at like 5 a.m. to go wait in line in front of Mm -hmm. the park to then be let in an hour early before anything opened to go wait in line for your fast pass. And once you got that fast pass, you'd have to wait until however long in the day until it happened. Otherwise, you'd have the option of standing in the eight-hour-long standby line for Radiator Springs Racers. (laughs) So the only ride I got on in uh, Cars Land when we were there happened to be the only one that's not there anymore, Luigi's Flying Tires. You you got that defunct cred. 
That was a fun one. But uh, yeah, that's all I got to add to the whole Fast Pass thing. I kind of miss the old system because, like you said, memories, but that's another topic for another episode. Yeah. All right, Coaster Bro, take us home with your topic. My last topic to close out the show here is um, here at the end of this month, I'll be going to some amusement parks, two of which I'm going to be alone across the country just at the amusement park. You guys, y'all done that before, right? I I, I know, Logan, I thought about an instance where you were there before some people showed up at a fair once. Yeah, no, I've like, definitely done like, uh, oh yeah, I forgot about yeah. the whole third wheeling at the X. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite, one of my favorite stories. That was a story. But anyway, you've been, the idea is you've been to parks alone. Yes. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? Is that is that something you enjoy? Is that something that is like gives you anxiety? Like, how do you handle that? And like, what are some tips maybe that you guys have uh, for me in you know, a couple of days when I'm go chilling in uh, parks by myself. Sorry, I was in the middle of a yawn. Um, <laughs> I have been to many, many theme parks by myself, actually. I've been to pretty much all the Disney parks, Tokyo Disney by myself, nice. and a lot of the Cedar Fair parks. So um, I would say, honestly, the biggest thing I would say is just like, you I mean, do what you want in your day for sure. But I find with being solo at a park, you get things done a lot faster <laughs> than you do. I mean, of course, it depends on how busy the park is. So, like, I tend to get most of the credits or roller coasters I want to get on first. And then I then I really slow it down. Like, I know a lot of people really, like, like, try to get as many rides as possible. But at King's Dominion or at any of those other parks at Busch Gardens, Williamsburg, like, I try to, like, slow it down as much as possible. Try to just enjoy the ambiance, um, that sort of thing. Because they, those are really, really nice, like, parks to look at. Um, that would be my one thing. I think, as well, the thing with, with uh, if it's going to be, and it's not going to be super hot, I guess, when you're there. But it's nice to find some air conditioning or some heat, if it's cold, to sit inside and just sit and eat. Because I, I think it's tempting to grab and go and, and you know, try to get as many rides as possible. But I, I tend to like to sit, slow it down, post some pics, answer my Hence our Instagram, that sort of thing. Um, but the biggest tip I would say is more of a functional one is because you're alone, you're on your phone so much more. Like I find I rarely use my phone when I'm at the park with people, like honestly, almost never. But when I'm by myself, I'm pretty much always on my phone in line. Um, mm-hmm. So so I would say bring an external hard drive or external battery. Bring um, your external hard drive with all your yeah. pirated music. Yeah, like if you need to upload something while you're sitting at the fucking uh, burger place, just bring it up and and uh, and upload it. So that would be um, my next question: Is are you getting perfect perfect uh, comparison? Are you getting these skip the line passes at the certain parks you're going to? I probably will not because I just bought a house, um, <laughs> but. Um, I don't think I am. Uh, Airtime Mike, we're meeting at King's Dominion, so that'll be a day with him. And then I'll be alone at uh, Bush Gardens Williamsburg and Six Flags America. I'm really just going to get credits and rewrite some stuff. So I'm, yeah. Okay. I I can't say about Six Flags America, but Bush Gardens Williamsburg had the most brutal lines when I was there. And I was very thankful when Skip the Line Pass being alone because 
there's nothing worse than waiting in line alone, in my personal opinion. So I don't know how, do you know how busy it might be when you're, I, I don't really know. I was, there, I was there on Labor Day, so I was fucking busy. The Saturday I go for, um, for Bush Gardens Williamsburg, it's going to be a Saturday, so I'm not looking forward to that. So it would be a good buy. Um, but, oh gosh, I just lost my thought process here. <laughs> It's gone. I was really leading up to something too. It's just gone. What you need to do when you're there alone is wake Logan up via a Snapchat video call ranting about how bad Twisted Timbers is. Yes. <laughs> At 11 a.m. Saskatchewan time, might I add, a very reasonable time to call someone. <laughs> Whatever. I was sleeping. Yeah. I'm like, Logan, pick up, pick up, pick up. Hi. I hate Twisted Timbers. And I, I showed him the Eiffel Tower, and it was so hot that day. Like, oh, I'm uh, in Paris now. I'm walking by the Eiffel Tower. Oh, yes. Sorry. Par- I'm so sorry. I'm in Paris. No, I, I think Mitch already kind of said it, but to quote Marshawn Lynch and his Applebee's video, you got to enjoy the ambience and the decor. That is the key to having a good park day solo. Yeah. That is, um, I'm going to try to focus on that. I am worried about the Saturday bush, man. It's just, there's going to be people everywhere. I think it might be the Saturday that Dark Coaster actually opens to pass holders. So I think I'm going to be fucked. Oh my. Because I'm not going to get a ride on that. And then I'm going to like be waiting forever for um, Pantheon. And then I got to get in Invader. Is that... Are those only credits you don't have? Right. What's your favorite coaster there? Like that uh, you've been on before? Verbolton. Yeah, same. It's good. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Verbolton's line is one of the most brutal things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. You're making me it's... think I need to buy a pass. Well, okay. Because <laughs> I think I I'm heard, need to. I've heard from many people that 2021, the year I went, was one of the worst years in Bush Gardens Williamsburg's history. And Verbolton was so bad that like the standby line was full, but the the, the skip the line the line didn't have anyone monitoring it, so I had to just walk in oh. and merge with the with the thing at my own. And every Everybody time pissed. you were like, you just you fuck you 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 judge. And I was like, I'm, I have the fucking skip the line here, but then they would just people would just cram into like there was no grouper, of course, yeah. so you just slam into each of those rows and you had to like pick which one it was, and they loaded that thing like. They loaded that thing like they were winning slowest crew of the year award. So <laughs> I don't, I like I said, I don't know what it's like, but I had a brutal experience at it. Um, I mean, the I don't know about Pantheon. I haven't heard good things about their operations, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't It'll know. Be an interesting I, day. I'd never go to that park without skip the line in ever. If I went back, never. I'd always buy it. I might check out prices. I wonder if it's like $35, like the surge pricing. That'd be nice. I don't know, actually. I nice. think I paid a lot of money for mine. You probably did. Well, it was mine was also Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So, but yes, don't forget at King's Dominion to call Logan and show him Paris. I will. That'll be uh, my... I'll rope drop that. Rope drop that video. <laughs> Screw getting in line for the, four spin, uh, the free spin. 
I need an excuse to get out of it anyway. Oh my god, I was like, there's a free spin of King's Dominion. I completely forgot. <laughs> I gotta get that in Twisted Timbers. Those are my two I haven't gotten there. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the Wild Mouse has a new name. Apple Zapple, isn't the, the name oh, yeah. it's always been? It used to be Ricochet. And Razor like the one 75. Mm-hmm. So there's three new credits right there. Both sides of Racer 75 and your Apple's Apple. Don't don't ever say that again. Facts are facts. It's controversial. Apple's don't, Apple's don't, controversial. Don't be hitting that those are two different credits. They are. They're two in completely different rides. Different themes. Wait. Wait, Racer 75? Yep. Those are two credits. Yep. Well, he, he's talking uh, what we were talking about is if it's four credits because they renamed it. That's yep. a new experience. That's, that's oh. what I was talking about. <laughs> Uh, well, I, 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 I can't say I think it's a new experience, but maybe in your heart, it's a new experience. Maybe so. Are you eating? You're just holding a Timbit. I am just holding a Timbit. Sour cream glaze still? Of course. The only kind that I got, because it's the only kind of Tim Hortons donuts that are worth getting. They are. Beauty. I think that's, I hope you have a great solo visit. I can't wait to hear the post-trip reports about it and uh, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got one show in between before I go, but it'll be good. Be good time. Who's, uh, who's turning to close up the show this week? I think I did it last week, right? Yeah. It's not me. I can close it out. I have a donut. I can't close it out. Mm. What? I said, I'm Logan. I have a donut. I can't close oh. it out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't mind closing it out. I, I like it. A few moments later. Oh, fuck. It's me. I got to close it out. Yeah, okay. we're just you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like sitting here like, la, la, la. Um, all right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Coaster Cousies. I know we did. Um, it was great to have a segment, great to have chat on the show, and great to have um, our talks as always. If you want to hear anything, see anything, be involved with anything Coaster Cousies related, then I suggest you put your little fingers down on their keyboard and type in solo.to slash Coaster Cousies. That is solo, S-O-L-O dot T-O, as in Toronto, slash Coaster Cousies. And you'll get all our links. Um, join us on the Discord. I don't know why I said that way, that way but Discord for all the fun shenanigans and we do encourage feedback questions. I love your comments on the show that we talk about just like on this show, but any otherwise we hope that you are having a great evening, day, morning, wherever you are. Thanks for joining us. Hope your sticks have been on the ice and I hope you've been having a great spring until the next time. Keep on smiling. Sliding this in here at the end of the show in the little post credits. Uh, we got a contribution in on the Discord server, and it's directly in line with this episode. 
good friend of the show, Perry, performed, wrote, and just put on this fantastic parody of uh, 5,000 Candles in the Wind. So here you go, adding on to all the Mindbender madness this past month or so. Here is Perry's Mindbender 5,000 Candles in the Wind. I don't know, I didn't get an official title. Titled recording three. But here we go. Up in coaster heaven, here's the thing. You trade your wheels for angels' wings. And when all of the Thuzies said goodbye, you derailed off your track and you learned to fly. Bye, bye, mindbender. Your roughness made Logan's back tender. Bye, bye, mindbender. Your 5,000 candles in the wind.